Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily introducing our new series, Master Leadership Through Crisis, where we will be reaching out to leaders for insights on important questions to help us navigate through these rough waters that we're all experiencing worldwide. If you would like to participate or if you have a question you'd like to ask, go to masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. That's masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. Today, we're speaking with Fabian Schwartz, who has more than 20 years of experience in the tech sector. He has served in many roles in the IT industry, including developer, tester, trainer, project, and program manager. As a traditional project management convert turned scrum trainer, he has reached more than 30,000 people and has worked with companies of any size from startups to Fortune 100 companies. He has been a pioneer of using scrum outside of the technology sector. Fabian is the author of Your Scrum Playbook, It's Poker, Not Chess, which is a highly informative book that could almost be used as a classroom textbook to teach scrum. It presents both the essential culture and building blocks for Scrum in layman's language, with case studies and stories that show Scrum used in a variety of settings, revealing it is a simple method to supercharge value for all stakeholders. Welcome, Fabian Schwartz. How are you? Hey, Lily. Pretty good so far, taking into account the current circumstances. Oh, my goodness. No, oh. We're all learning and growing and shifting, at least trying to. We're so happy to have you on our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yes, sure. Go ahead. So, Fabian, tell us a bit about your path to leadership, what you're doing now, and how we can connect with you. I think the best phrase that describes my path to leadership is probably trial and error. Luckily, I had to lead pretty early, but I wasn't prepared. So I committed obviously lots of mistakes. I remember one particular thing after a couple of projects, I had a team. I learned so far as I can't be really strong, giving them really strong orders. I had to be like a little bit more nice in an asking way. So I asked one of the guys if he could do some photocopies. And I had to ask him twice and he still didn't do it. So I remember that I told him, the fact that I'm asking doesn't mean you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't very intelligent, nice from mm-hmm. me, but that has changed a lot over the decades. And I would probably describe the way I lead now by inspiring and serving. So I try to give the team a purpose on one side and on the other side, I try to remove obstacles in their way. How can you best connect with me? Uh, probably by LinkedIn, Fabian Schwartz. And I should show up there. What are you doing now? Okay, I'm leading a company here in Colombia called the Scrum Network. Well, one part is basically being the CEO of the company, but also I'm involved in training and coaching, consulting clients. And we're living in these unprecedented times, at least in our lifetime. 
we're experiencing currently this global pandemic. How has that affected you, your organization, your family? It was a pretty strong impact. So I couldn't say we didn't see that coming because you could see what happened in Asia first and in Europe and came to South America. So we're right now in a complete lockdown here. In Bogota, Colombia? In Bogota, Colombia, yeah. And for now, I think that for the next three weeks at least, and it's very likely to be extended. So how did that affect us? So our business is training and coaching clients and helping them with the implementation of Scrum, which is an agile framework that helps them basically to become more productive. This business is a very contact intense business. So you would do the training usually on your client side or client would come to us, we train them. And the same if we consult or coach them, we would be at their offices. That has basically stopped 100%. There's no way to even think about that. So we shifted to right now 100% digital. We offer virtual courses or trainings right now. We're experimenting with that. I still can't tell you how that goes. Because one thing is on this side where we can offer that, so we don't have to be in physical contact. But as you said, we're in a pandemic. And I don't know if the first thing people are thinking about right now is getting a training. So so we are prepared for the digital part. We don't know how the economy will receive that. And certainly there will be a strong impact on the economy. My family is a little more difficult. My parents live in Germany, my brother in Australia. Kids here from former marriage, they live with my ex-wife. So I basically can't have physical contact with any of them which is also difficult. Yeah. And psychologically, I mean, it's affecting a whole lot of us. And it's so important that good leadership show up at this time, isn't it? Yeah, sure. And I think that's something very important. People need guidance during these uncertain times. So tell us what quotes or advice has helped you most during this crisis. So I would probably name two. One from John Maxwell, I think it is, that says you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. Mm. And so if you are now out of your former routine and you still want to be productive, habits are very important. And the other thing, I can't tell you where that comes from, is preparation beats talent. I think the more you are prepared for anything you're doing, the likelihood that you are successful. You know, you talk about how we need to do things daily, have a daily practice. And I've been doing that for a while. But when things shift like this, it just shifts you in all areas. And so you may have to recalibrate what is important in preparation beats talent. That is absolutely true. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. So Fabian, many use the term lifelong learner. What does that mean to you? And what are you learning now? That's interesting. I believe actually very strongly in that. And that could be for me everything from reading, taking courses online, go to conferences. So it doesn't have to be a formal university education always. And I do that. I actually, at the beginning of the year, always look at what I want to learn this year. And probably during these times, I will adjust that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Last two things is almost training at Harvard called Disruptive Innovation or Disruptive Strategy with former Clayton Christensen. So I didn't know I finished the course before the thing got heavy or ugly here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right now, I think 
almost every business will be disruptive. They have to disrupt themselves or they will be disrupted by other businesses mm -hmm. because of how things have changed so fast. And what I found very important was the message. So don't think a lot about your product. Think about what's the problem you are solving for your client. Mm. And if you can't do that the way you've done that before, mm -hmm. we'll try to find another way now with the new circumstances, but still solve the same problem. I found that many people are, many companies are obsessed with their product and they sometimes forget that the client doesn't focus on the product, but on the problem he tries to solve with that product. Mm -hmm. I found that interesting in lifelong learning and education in general. I think that's right now even more important. If you think about the last couple of hundred years about transportation, for example, it has heavily changed. Like first you used horses and now you use planes. Or you think about communication. So first you send letters, now you use Zoom or the phone or, or whatever. Or finance. Now you had gold coins and now you have Bitcoin. But if you think about education in the last 500 years, it hasn't changed a lot. There was one guy in front of the room talking to the students and they had to absorb. Until recently, it was still the same. So I think it's probably really time for education to change and be disrupted. So I think this is the time that we probably will see a heavy change in how education and learning is happening certainly has disrupted everything about education. It's been a struggle, but at the same time, there are new things to learn. It would be interesting to see what happens. So Fabian, words matter. And we've been using this term social distancing, and I certainly get the importance of that. However, it may have a long-term effect on us beyond the crisis. If this is embedded in our heart and soul now, social distancing, I think we should shift to using the term physical distancing while increasing social connection. What do you think? Yeah, that's a very interesting point. And I think we still have no real idea how that will turn out. So there's a need for physical distancing right now. What I think is, I've done some work on high-performance teams, but also on interpersonal connections. And particularly now, if you go not to a private life, the part of touching somebody is really important. Actually, if you think about kids or something, like physical yes. contact, yes. it's actually important for their mental health. If we have to go now to physical distance, which is right now a need, I think we have no idea how that will affect society. No? So I think that's what's going to happen. And we still have to socially be in touch. That's very important. There's another problem that you can get mentally if you are socially isolated. But only the, the point of or not being able to touch someone or to be in physical distance from that person will have effects that I think we yes. can't even imagine right now. Those are things that I continue to think about. And as leaders, we look to have the least harmful effect, I guess, at the end. And words matter, so that's important. Now, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? Our work is helping companies to transform to a more agile way of working. So we work a lot with leaders and what we call traditional companies. We see a lot, basically leaders assigning tasks and then monitoring and control how these tasks are executed. So that's something that concerns me, that like a military style of leading. 
We've also seen other extremes where companies say they are agile and leadership has more this mindset, but they are so extreme on the other side that they're only focused on team happiness, for example. But they totally forget that the company only exists if the team produces something of value. So both extremes concerns me, to be honest, because I haven't seen, at least in an environment that is very uncertain, was very fast changing any of them being really successful. And what I'm most hopeful about is that we do have leaders that lead on one side by inspiring, which I believe is important. I believe people need a purpose. And if you have an inspiring leader that just point them, so that's the direction we want to go, but leave them the freedom to decide how they get there. So I'm thinking here for names like Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, very visionary leaders. And on the other side, there are also leaders that understand that it's actually their team that is doing the work, the real work of value, and their work is to serve them or to help them to be better, to help them basically to remove obstacles from their way so that they can go fast towards the direction they have pointed them to. And that's certainly consistent with your journey to leadership, which is a journey of inspiration, of serving, of removing obstacles. You also wrote a book. Tell us about that. I have a book it's called Your Scrum Playbook. It's poker or chess. It's basically about how Scrum, which is an agile framework, can help you to handle uncertain times and to be highly productive in uncertain times. So I think right now it's probably, without even knowing that it's going to happen, a pretty interesting book. So if you want to know more about the book, you can find it on Amazon, Your Scrum Playbook by Fabian Schwartz. And there you have lots of material on how to handle uncertainty with that framework. So Your Scrum Playbook, it's poker, not chess by Fabian Schwartz. I know chess. I don't know poker. What's the difference? And tell us why you chose this. Just for the record, I like both games a lot. But when I did my MBA, we learned business was always compared to chess. We learned that we have to analyze different scenarios. Then we would have to plan them out. Then we have to choose the scenario that's most likely to fit current situation. And then we just execute the plan. So the opponent is clear. All the pieces are clear. All the rules are clear. And technically, if you look at chess, there are lots of different scenarios you can play. But technically, if you had brain power, you could calculate all of them. So I believe this is not true in business. Business is totally different. That You don't see all the players, you don't see all the moves, you don't see all the cards. So it's more like a game of poker. You see what's on your hand. Maybe you see the community cards, some stuff that everybody shares, but you can't see the hand of your opponents or of your competition. So I believe business right now, or actually for a long time, is more like a game of poker where there's lots of uncertainty and you have to make decisions based on incomplete information. And in a certain kind, you do small bets or big bets on what works and what doesn't work. So that's why I choose that. Thank you so much for clarifying that. So as a listener of this podcast, what are some questions that you would like future leadership guests to respond to? Right now, we see the workforce shifting to almost completely remote. So first of all, very interesting for me to learn about how to lead remote teams. We're working remote now for a while, but it has challenges and we help our clients to do that. So I'm always keen to hear more about that. In the same line, I would like to hear more about how to create high performance in remote teams. 
because there's lots of studies that show co-location is the closest thing to fairy dust, mm-hmm. but you can't be co-located right now, at least not physically. So what do you do now? Then that's something that a lot of us want to learn more about. So thank you for that. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I wish everyone good luck at doing the prizes. I hope you find a way to disrupt and keep your business open. Let's go through this together. Fabian, I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Yeah, you're welcome, Lily, and thanks a lot for having me on your show. Have a great day. Good day to you, too. Hello, leaders. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.